Welcome to Drinking from the Garden Hose. I'm Obi. I'm here, of course, with Ed. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google, and of course, the link that we send out. Now, remember, if you're on Apple, do me a favor. Go in there. Give us a rating. Leave some comments. The more comments and ratings we get, the easier it is for other people to find us, and we'd really appreciate you doing that. Uh, today's episode is our first part two, and usually I let Ed introduce himself, uh, but before I'm that, I'm actually going to describe our episode. Like I said, it's our first part two. We're doing music, and uh, Ed is going to start this episode off after he says how he's doing, trying to get me back for Tutti Fruity last week. So, Ed... Uh, how you doing and what songs are you going to bring to me today? Well, Obi, I'm, I'm doing great. And, and uh, you know, tonight is either going to be an epic episode as, as we do our first sequel episode, or this will be the episode people write about us dumping the shark. So we're, we're about to find out. So, Obi, I was so impressed last episode and we didn't get through everything. Uh, we ran out of time with some of the songs you, you looked up and found out alternate meetings for. So. I did some research myself, and so I'm going to just go through some here, and I just want to get your reactions to those. So I'm going to start off with an easy one. Every Breath You Take by The Police, right? Most people probably think that's a love song, right? It's actually not. It's about a stalker, kind of the opposite of a love song. Yes. So so you got The Police, right? You got that one in there. I'll throw a more contemporary one out there, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. What do you think that's about, Obi? Uh, You know what? I believe that's about uh, hiding your orgasm. No, no. It's actually, actually about her bisexuality. She in the song, she's with a man, and she's putting on her poker face because she wants to be with a woman. Ah, much See? better than my explanation. Yeah, well, you know, again, I think a lot of songs seem obvious, but they're not. So I'll give you one. Here's one: "Summer of '69" by Brian Adams. Right, big hit. Right got his first six screen at the corner store right and played yeah. his fingers blood what's that song about well it's right in the title people don't realize that one that one that was about <laughs> that was not about the year that's about the 69 absolutely so Obi, you've been paying attention so you got that so there is like our first song like whoa that yeah. was out of left field right so brian who thought brian adams was that dirty right so here's another one that we're all dancing to in the mid 90s the macarena what do you think that one's about I know it's not about line dancing. That I know, but uh, I, wait, wait, isn't it about like an ex-boyfriend uh, being better than the previous, something to that effect? So it's about a girl who cheats on her boyfriend while he's enlisting in the army with his two friends. Ooh, oof, oof. We're all dancing at weddings to that song, having no idea what that's about, right? What, 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 a, what a great wedding song. <laughs> Everyone was dancing to it, right? They even did it at Yankee Stadium. All right, so Obi, I got another one for you. Now we're going to go back early nine, early 80s. Remember the song 99 Luft Balloons by Nina? Yes, of course. Who would know what that was? It was, it was the up until then, the only number one, uh, only German language song to ever get number one on the charts, and that includes anything Hasselhoff ever did. <laughs> and they also dubbed it back into English, right? So 99 yes. Red Balloons. But what do you think that was about? I thought it was about uh, nuclear war. And wow, uh, you know. you're good at it. It is. It's about nuclear war started by the red balloons. So okay. the, the Russians mistook the, the red balloons for weapons and they fired off their nuclear. Wow. Very good. I, I did not know that. So I, I didn't know you would know that. So I'm going to get into 
a couple others that a little more obscure, and then I'm going to get into the one that I guarantee will 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 blow your mind. So, uh, my Sharona by the Knack, right? Pretty popular song. Everyone knows it's got a catchy hook to it. My sing it with, Sharona, sing it with my kids. Yeah. So, but it's kind of dirty. So let me lead you. Let me read you this this lyric here. Never gonna stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. One you know you were many, singing one, one of the many rock songs that are about pedophilia. <laughs> Did you know you were singing that with your your kids? I feel I feel a little dirty. All right, so let me. I got to talk about another real real famous song, and then I'm going to get to the mind blower. So, "Money Money" by Billy Idol. What do you think of when I tell you that song? I think of what, what isn't being said by him, but but what's being said by whoever's who is ever singing along to it. That's what so I think of. Yeah. So it's the chant, right? So for yeah. those of you who don't know, right, when the chant goes and in, in the certain part in the in the chorus, that's when everyone yells out, hey, MFR, get laid, get effed, right? Yes. Okay. So I looked into this and I wanted to find out, like, how did that start? Think about this. This was back in the 80s. There was no internet. But how did everybody know to say that? So I did a little research, Obi, and apparently... As, as we probably should all know, Moni Moni was a remake. Billy Idol remade, remade the Tommy James original, right? Yes. Billy Idol has gone on record to say he lost his virginity listening to the original song, Moni Moni. Okay. So somehow, this still hasn't been collaborated, but somehow someone heard that and decided to start yelling this out while they were listening to the song. But interestingly enough, there's regional variations. So yes. You, so you can have the hey mfr get laid get f, but there's also hey what's that get laid get f. There's also come on everybody get laid get f. There's also hey hey slut get laid get f. And then there's hey hey what get laid get f. So depending on what part of the country you're in, you might think differently about that chant. That you know, I recently saw a Facebook post where somebody was like, "What did you chant?" And I was like, "There was other chants." And that was my thought, like, yeah. There's only one. It's AMF or get laid, get F. I was that was on my list of songs of what do you think about to hear what your chant was. So I'm just gonna cross that off the list. <laughs> so here's the one that I think is gonna blow your mind and blow most of our listeners' mind. Spice Girls Wannabe. Pretty popular song back in the early nineties, right? Which one of that which one of their songs is it? So it's the uh if you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Right? Yeah, you know that okay. song? Yes. All right. You think, you just, you think it's a think it's a dirty song? You just did I just not hear what that was? You gotta get with my friends. That's well, pretty, uh... that's not what it necessarily means. It's not about getting with her friends, but there are lyrics in there that basically explain their sexual preference. I see. So let me read you the lyric. So there's a point where this is Mel B, scary spice. She sings, So here's a story from A to Z. You want to get with me, you got to listen carefully. We got M in the place who likes it in your face. You got G like MC who likes it on a easy V, doesn't come for free. She's a real lady. And as for me, ha, you'll see. So we got M, who's Baby Spice, obviously likes it in your face. And then G, which was Ginger Spice, I believe, and MC, which is uh, Sporty Spice, they like it on a uh, but the next word starts with Easy, so they like it on ecstasy. Ah, well played there for the spicy girls. 
So you didn't see that one coming, did you, Obi? No, I did not, but I barely knew the song, so I'm a little uh, a little embarrassed. I, I'm going to come back with one for you. This is one uh, I knew what it meant the moment I heard it, and I suspect you knew what it meant the moment you heard it because of where it came from, but I was hanging out with the guys maybe five, six years younger than us. Not a lot younger, like just enough to be not – grow up on the same exact things that we did. And he didn't know, I believe uh, it wasn't me. He would sing that song and had no idea that it was this guy lying to his girl about, she didn't see me having sex. It wasn't me. Caught butt naked in the middle. It wasn't me. I'm like, you know, he didn't come up with that. He stole that from Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) what? What what did he think it was about the younger generation? I I think he just got caught on the hook. Wasn't me. Like he just <laughs> got caught on the hook. Never paid any attention to the rest of the lyrics. It, it wasn't it wasn't an idiot type of guy. He's a bright guy who caught a lot of things. So it was a weird story to hear from him when he was like, "You know what that song's about?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." I mean, he stole it from an Eddie Murphy skit. How would I not know what it was about? So. You at that point you should have immediately followed up with him and said, and let me guess, you don't know what Baby Got Back is about by Sir Mix a lot. I mean, come on, something she's got that, obvious. She's got that beautiful nape in her back, that little that little nape there. She has the cutout skirt and dress. She's beautiful. Yeah, there's certain things that you just don't need explanation, right? Right, right. So Obi, last last episode we we talked a little bit about, about concerts, but again we didn't get to all the concerts, right? So we have some stories that uh, that we haven't shared, and I think people can can relate to some of these stories. So why don't you why don't you give me your best concert story that you didn't get to share last episode? So I got a lot here, um, and I'm going to share my most recent uh, cool concert story. So lately. In the last five or 10 years, most of the concerts I've been going to are at the Man Center here in Philadelphia, outdoor arena. And so the first story, I'm going to take two stories here and I'll I'll give it back to you. The first story is related to a post that I shared on Instagram. So now I need to share the story. Uh, So I think that it's an outdoor arena. I think it holds 25,000 people. Maybe, probably less. I don't know. Someone please Google that. And I see that a friend of mine has just played a, a show uh, at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, which that's no longer its name. And some, some, some of my buddies went and saw him. And now he's performing at the Man Center. So I'm just like on, uh, I'm on Facebook. I reach out to him. Hey, dude, uh, you know, I saw that you might be performing at the Man Center. Let me know if you are. I'll go grab some tickets and, and go catch you performing there because you get to see your buddy performing at a legit outdoor venue. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And his response is, how many people are coming? I'll get you some tickets at uh, Will Call, which is just great. So we go, and I, at this point, I still don't even know what the concert is. So it turns out he's uh, doing a touring concert of Elvis in concert. So <laughs> it's not quite it's not quite a uh, 3D hologram, but they have these screens where they have uh, two or three Elvis shows that were performed. They have his voice recording. They have the, the images of him singing from those shows. And a full-out orchestra playing this stuff, which was pretty cool to begin with. And then it gets to the point where the, there's a guitar solo in the song. 
There's my buddy. Stands up. Center light. 25,000 people watching him. Plays the solo. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. How does he remember the solo to match the artist? Because they're zooming in on the guy on TV. So he comes in during the, the break of the show. Intermission. I'm like, dude, of course you're amazing. I am. What, what else am I going to say? I mean, I felt like he was amazing. I'm like, but, you know, I see you're, you know, reading from music a lot of the time because it's an orchestra show, but you memorized all the solos because you're not, because you're standing then. He's like, oh, no, no, dude. I just feel like what I play like what I feel at that moment, whatever the day has just had me cracking up. I can see I'm like, it's, I'm not conveying the humor in the story enough. So I apologize. But again, it was great to see Logan playing there. I shared this episode with that picture. So I will do that again on Instagram. And this time you can hear the story of Logan playing at the man center uh, with the Tennessee orchestra and making Elvis proud. And there was 25,000 people there to watch like an Elvis, like virtual show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a theater that most of its shows are orchestras. So like Uh they sell out for like the, the first time we went there, this is not the story I plan on sharing. The first time we went there was the uh, Pokemon concert. Like they literally went through all of the music from all of the iterations of the Pokemon games. And then on the screens, they showed all the, the different Pokemon screens. And it, it was my son's birthday. We're there with like five of his friends. Like we brought five kids. And he runs into another group of like six kids. And they and he knows that another group of like seven, like so it was all kids, but it was packed. They all wanted to see their Pokemon in concert. It's so crazy. It's a it's official. This is the jump the shark episode. <laughs> we we went from part one, you telling us a story about going to Woodstock and seeing naked guys on stage, to now you're just telling the story about Pokemon. We have jumped the shark without it. All right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I can save it with this next show I saw at demand, but maybe not. I am I am a big fan of this artist, and we uh, actually covered, I'm air quoting here, one of his songs earlier today, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. He did a polka of one of the songs you mentioned earlier. But this story is a little better because we get there, just me, my wife, and my youngest son. I do not believe the oldest was there for the show. Can't imagine where he was. And I, no, he he was there. He just didn't want to eat. Because he and me, we like to be on time for things. And my wife and the younger one, not so much. So me and the younger one, I have to go and buy him his french fries and his burger before the show. As the show's getting ready to begin. And we are there trying to fight, get in line. We're in front. We order our food. And then the people who work there start laying down wires, separate the entire crowd of people who are trying to get food from the concession stand. The food is done in the concession stand now, and they will not let us get the food. And I am losing my mind, being the worst father, blaming my son for everything that's ever gone on in the world that's wrong. You know, we're late. I'm going to miss the show. And they're laying the, and they're doing this stuff. And then you hear the music starting, and I'm, good, you're going to be kidding me. And there comes Weird Al. The way the show starts is there's a camera crew filming Weird Al going through the crowd to get on stage, and we are right where they're filming. So my wife tried to catch the film of me being filmed by the camera crew. So good and close to Weird Al. It's a great way to to start the show after being ready to strangle my son. He just looked at me like, 
Yeah, I always do the right thing, Dad. That was a good idea to come get these bleak burgers and fries. So you became part of the show. So let me ask, did Weird Al, did Weird Al Yankovic open with Amish Paradise? No, this was... Uh, he opened this one with... This was more recent than that. He opened it with um, uh, the, the parody of I'm Happy. Okay. Um, that's what he opened with. He closed with Yoda into the and, and the saga everyone dressed in star wars stuff extra star wars sound effects it, it was it was pretty spectacular for a weird Al fan to be honest that's well that's a good go-to star wars right so yeah. packed into that so obi there was a there was a, a story i can't believe i forgot to tell on the last episode so it was back in the early 90s it was actually tesla cinderella Oh, and another hairband. I forget the other hairband. It doesn't really matter. In any event, it was me, my brother, and a, and a couple cousins going. And uh, my brother and my cousin are younger than me. And right around that time, Lethal Weapon 2 or Lethal Weapon 3 was out with Leo Getz. Remember Leo Getz, Joe Pesci? Whatever Leo but wants, Leo, Leo, Leo Getz. Getz. Exactly. So if you remember, there's a famous, epi- the famous um, scene where they go to the drive-thru. And uh, Danny Glover and uh, Mel Gibson get their food and they give Leo his food. And he's like, this is what I ordered. This is why I told you not to go to the drive-thru. Every time you go to the drive-thru, you get after the drive-thru. You can't go to the drive-thru. You get after the drive-thru, right? So literally, like a month or two after that movie came out, we're going to this concert. And we're hungry on the way to the concert. So we stop at McDonald's to get some food. And we, we drive. But, you know, again, wanting to be on time, Obi, just like you. I want to be on time. Traffic, we got to go. We don't have a lot of time to get this food, drive through, right? Get the food. Same thing. I think my brother was up front. My two cousins were in the back. Throw the food in the back. And my younger cousin, he's like, this is when I ordered. I want, I want something else. And I'm like, oh, well, you just got to have to drive through, buddy. We got to be someplace. And we just kept driving. He was so pissed. He told his, told his mom, like, the next day, my aunt was all pissed off at me. Then I didn't stop for her son. I'm like, I had to go to Tesla. Come on, the love song waits for nobody. Yeah, yeah. You you can't uh, you can't just uh, feed somebody um, because they're hungry. You're going to be late. You're going to be late. So yeah, you you got to work on that, uh, kid. You get you got food. Um, that's right. Not foodie like though. You got to have to drive to. Just get, that's why you got to be careful when you go to drive to. You can't just pull away. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's the difference between being a parent and being a kid on the way to a concert. Like as a parent, you, you put, you do, 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 do. oh, this one's got pickles. They said the pickles. Go to the concert. Sorry, buddy. You know, you got yeah. the pickles. You're right. If it was my kid, I would have had to turn around. I would have to go back in. I would have explained the situation. I would have been pissed. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. And then this other concert that I, you know, I talked about my first concert with the Kinks and. uh you know, somebody offered me the, the joint so I could hit 300 in high school baseball. But the first concert I was ever supposed to go to was the Beastie Boys in 1987, their License to Ill tour. And if anybody saw them on that tour, and I was actually doing research on this today, the concert got canceled. I couldn't go to it because they had a 20-foot hydraulic penis on stage during this tour. And apparently the Puritan Northeast got all bent out of shape, and there was protests. And um, because once word got out, it got to Poughkeepsie, New York, and they ended up canceling the concert because of this giant inflatable penis. 
that, hey, giant inflatables can cause problems at concerts. I mean, the, the greatest show I ever saw was Pink Floyd at Giant Stadium. And they had, during that show, two giant pigs that were just bobbling, moving in and out, moving out on top of the stage for most of the show. And if my recollection serves me, and it probably doesn't because it was a Pink Floyd concert, the pigs eventually did get pushed out and fall down onto the crowd. They were probably 20 feet, but obviously not so phallic that the crowd's worried about pigs and more excited about hitting balloons back up into the air. But I understand how a phallic symbol can cancel a concert. So what you're saying is the uh, people who canceled that concert saved me from a 20-foot penis falling on my head. I believe so. I mean, I wasn't. I, I never saw the Beastie Boys. Well, I'm never going to get to see the Beastie Boys. Uh, but yeah, I suspect somebody got hit with that phallic uh, with that penis. So <laughs> <laughs> whether they liked it or not, it's a whole other story, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. This is the prices you pay for going to a big concert. Somebody gets hit with the penis. <laughs> so that's what some of the songs we did research on were about as well. Apparently, so another thing about concerts that we didn't really touch upon, but you know, I think if you think about back in the day versus today, right? One of the things that I remember fondly from my youth was that Live Aid concert, right? 1985, live show in Philly, live show in, in Wembley, London. Phil Collins got on the Concord. He performed with Genesis, flew over, and then he performed with Zeppelin. What's the whole thing on MTV? When was the last time you saw a free concert with all the heavyweights on TV? I mean, I, I think they did that with Live 8, which they uh, which was Live Aid redone. I actually went to Live Aid, but otherwise, like multiple, multiple people like that. And no, and I don't think I'm gonna be surprised if you went and told me that Live Eight wasn't even free, that you had to pay for it, a pay-per-view or something, whereas I got to see it because I went to the show. So um, but yeah, that doesn't happen. I mean, Farm Aid used to happen, and then there was comic relief where you could like watch comics for like hours like four hours of comics all the best comics um which funny we're doing concerts we're not even doing the comics that we've made that's a whole nother episode possibly yeah. um but yeah you don't get you don't get that anymore at all the only other thing that i don't do anymore as much is the tiny venue shows like the last tiny venue show i went to you remember uh the, uh, the New York Dolls. Yeah. All right. And their lead singer was David Johansson, but for he also he was also a Buster Point Dexter. Yeah, he's yeah, he's hot, hot, hot. Yeah. I went and I saw him in a record shop, literally a record <laughs> shop in Bordentown, New Jersey. 20 people. To him, acoustic and 20 people. Tiny little show, great show. Uh Thank you very much to my friend Marty for going tapping on the shoulder. Go, David Johansson. So he did a bunch of you know New York doll stuff. Of course, he's hot, 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 and he had a new album coming out. So that that was really cool. But those little shows, like I uh, used to, the, the places I used to go see those shows were like the Wetlands in New York, Maxwell's in Hoboken, and then I don't know if you ever went there because I do know there was that brief period of time where you lived in Southern. New York State, right on New Jersey border. So I don't know if you ever got out to Mexicali Blues in Teaneck, which would have been just about close enough for you to get to. That's another great place you can see magnificent concerts. 
bands that would someday later be huge. I mean, Maxwell's and Hoboken, they literally release albums from there. Those were great concerts to go to. Yeah, you know, live music, when you talk, like, I, I, I didn't spend a lot of time seeing bands like that, but I, I'll tell you, live music is infectious. Makes me remember this other time I was in, in I was in Baltimore. And I, I was, you know, we were going to the Preakness the next day. And so I think we were at like Howl at the Moon. It doesn't really matter. That part doesn't matter. I just know that it had been a long day and I was feeling like uh, I, I needed to go to bed, go back to the hotel so that I could actually make it to the Preakness the next day. So I left my group and I left the guy I was staying with at Howl at the Moon. So I left. As I'm walking back to the hotel, I walk by another bar that had this live band playing. And I just stopped and I listened to them. And I think I must have listened to them for like a half hour. And I all of a sudden started to feel better. So I went back to Howl at the Moon to find the guy I was staying with to, you know, catch back up with him. Gone. Couldn't find him. Was calling him on the cell phone. Couldn't find him. So then I went in. And this was it's called the power plant in, in Baltimore. Um, I think there's like eight other clubs there. So I like went into every club looking for him. And every time I went in, there was like a different song, like this one I went into and that song Mickey by Tony Basil was playing. And I right, thought that right. was the coolest thing. Because I and not last episode I talked about how I wore out the 45 of that. Well, now is that a dance club? So I thought that was cool. And then I went to the next one, and I think a Guns N' Roses song was playing. So anyway, fast forward, it's like three in the morning. I still haven't found him. So I gave up, but I was a little worried. I'm like, oh my god, what happened to this guy? So I go back to the hotel room, and uh, there he was sleeping on the bathroom floor. So I puffed uh, <laughs> myself an extra three hours. We missed the first three races, of the Preakness. Next thing, but you know, music can do that to you, right? Absolutely, absolutely. What you what you can, if you, especially if you're like an outdoor venue type show where you don't have seats, you start. Even if it's just one band, you start one place. You talk. You're far enough away you can talk to people and dance, and then you're just like, oh, let me go get a beer, and you get a beer, and you just you get this whole atmosphere of people all there for the band, and you're just, but still just craziness going on and then you're like wait the show's over how did that happen why is this show over you know why are there naked men playing frisbee in the corner i don't understand exactly exactly so obi you know we talk about music now music can just bring you together and just I, 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 there's something magical about about music and last episode we talked about you know albums to cds to you know now it's streaming and i, I think there's some things we miss and there's two things in my life that really stand out and it had to do with CDs. If it wasn't for CDs, these experiences never would have happened. So this one time I, I was at a party and you know, the old days back when we had CDs, there would always be somebody elected to be the, the DJ. And basically what their job was is to change the CDs that went into the CD player and press play on the track that somebody wanted to hear. So I was with a buddy who wanted to hear Springsteen. You know, we were in New Jersey, you know, as you know, being from New Jersey, you, if you're at a party, you got to play Springsteen, especially if there's a CD. For whatever reason, this party, this guy did not want to play um, play the Springsteen CD. Next thing I know, we're being forcibly removed from this house party uh, because my buddy, my buddy was stole stole the CD. Now, my buddy would never steal that CD, right? So of course, I start to defend him. Next thing you know, kind of really, really forcibly thrown out of this house. And uh, when all things settle, we walk away, and my my buddy took the CD out of his pants and said, well, if they weren't going to play it, they don't need it. <laughs> so that doesn't happen with streaming, right? You can't take somebody's streaming song. So I think that's we, I think we miss out on that on CDs. And then there's, there's this other 
This other time, I was with my buddies in Myrtle Beach, and, and one of my friends, yeah, he met a girl at an apartment. So we went, and we were staying in a hotel, but we went back to her apartment, and uh, they disappeared in the bedroom. And so me and my other buddies were like in her living room, and she had like 150 CDs there. And we just went through them, like play. We were doing the same thing, DJ, like, oh, remember this tune? And we were playing that. You know, next morning we woke up, her 150 CDs were all over her living room. And <laughs> some were back in the case, some were in a different case. And we, we had to go. We had to get back to our hotel. But yeah, so again, CDs, stuff like that doesn't happen if you don't have the media. No, no, absolutely not. I, I remember, and you know, we are we are long in the tooth this episode, but I remember a particular evening we went to somebody's house for a party and we end up in this, I imagine in the parents' bedroom, but I don't know, of a music, and this guy was a music file. I'm talking ceiling to floor, a whole wall of vinyl records. And just, yeah, going through the vinyl. Like, this guy had, you know, everything because when you have that, man, vinyl records, they weren't even CDs are thicker than vinyl records because of the case. Yeah. Just anything and everything you could have possibly imagined of all music. And we were just song, one song, one song, one song. Oh, you got to listen to these three songs in a row. It was it was crazy. And I doubt that we put those records away well. I, I'm not going to say we did it. I'm not going to say we did it. I, I don't remember. I know we left the party. I don't think we stole any records because who had a record? It was, it was CD time. This was just a guy who had a record player. So... Yeah, I mean, so again, you can't have those nights anymore with streaming. I'm just convinced you got to somehow you have to have the CD or you have to have the vinyl. Unfortunately, we don't anymore, but I think kids today are missing out on, on some of that good stuff. So, Obi, like you said, we're, we're going a little long, but I, I want to do one thing real quick. And then, uh, and then of, of course, because we suck, we're going long today. But I, I want to do music association with you. I just got a couple songs. I just want, I'm going to say the name of the song and I just want to hear your reaction. Where were you were? What, what do you think of? Um, so I'm gonna give you an easy one, Obi. Ready? Yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit Nirvana. To me, I think of specifically what I think is the first time I heard that song. We're, we're hanging out with this. With that was my main core of friends with like a couple of dudes from the town next door. The one thing is the one guy, one of the guys who was with. I always remember him as the guy who was allergic to chocolate. He claims that when he would take chocolate, it was like when most people took dust. And he once ripped a um, parking meter out of the ground on chocolate. I do not know if that's true, but that, that's the guy I was with. And we were in a park in Glen Rock, and that song, and it was just, it changed. Everything was just different. Like, it, that's how I remember that song. All right. Okay. You were a wrestler in high school, so I'm, I, this is an experiment. Lunatic Fringe. I pass. Vision okay. Quest. Yeah, right. Exactly. You did. All right. And that's what you think of, right? When I say lunatic friends, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't just identifying where it's from. That's what that that song makes me think of, absolutely, every time. Okay. So last one for you, and then we'll see what you got for me. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with somewhat of an old school and I'm sure you heard this. The go goes, we got the beat. We got the beat. I I'm sorry, that doesn't even any particular memories for me? I mean, I know the song, but there's nothing that drives me on that one. So there must so be something for you. Not on that like one. not you dancing around in your bedroom with your mom's dresses on or anything like that. None of that. No, 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 okay. no. All right. So, then, so I got a bonus for you then, since you, since you didn't have one for that. What about "Eye of the Tiger" by Survivor? I mean, it's supposed to make me think of Rocky, but it just is just a general. 
any time to this day, I build a weightlifting, running, workout, fire up list. It's the first song that goes on. Like it is number one, get pumped song. Right, you know, before Queen, we will rock you. It's I have the Tiger, Queen, we will rock you. We are the champions. They will be in that list and it will start with I have the Tiger. You get a rush of adrenaline when that song comes on, right? Absolutely. Still to this day. Still to this day. All right. You got any for me? I have I have uh, two songs for you. Uh, one is not rock and roll, and the other one is, and uh, and they both have things that are tied there for me, so they may not have anything for you. Uh, the first was opera, Carmina Burana. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I, I'm at a sporting event. I'm in. I'm in a stadium, and things are turning. And it's getting cl- It's getting tight. That's what I think of. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then this one, "Angel" by Aerosmith. Oh, that that song. I uh, I'm clearly bored at home watching MTV. Okay. All right. I- I have a I have a female who's tied to that song. Okay. That's so I I, uh, I thought of that. And then this one, this one, I'm gonna give you uh, the equivalent of uh, you giving me lunatic fringe. Enter Sandman. Oh, that that is obviously at a Yankee game with Mariano Rivera coming to win the World Series. But yeah, but there's also, you know, I've seen Metallica a couple of times, so there's other, but yes, definitely going with the Yankees. So, all right, so Obi, real quick, what about Blister in the Sun by Violent Femmes? Blister in the Sun, the sun by Violent Femmes brings up one of the concert stories I left out. All right. Friends of mine, you know, if you're listening, you probably know you people were a bunch of musicians in high school and in the early uh, post-college days. There was this huge, there was this annual huge party that would happen around me that it was big enough that the guy could charge like a cover, um, and, you know, but the beer was free sort of situation. But he needed a band. So he like, he, he asked one of my friends to, to make a band or bring his band, but he didn't have like a band. He just had a bunch of friends who played music. So pretty much... My entire group of friends all decided, all right, well, we'll do the, I'll do this song, you do that song, and they, they put together a set list and they got in. Now, I can't play an instrument. I can barely sing. But yeah, I got in on singing Blister in the Sun. And, nice. Uh, it was in a barn and it was up above and the, the barn had hay. And when I was done singing, I leaped out of the barn into attempt to crowd surf. There was nobody there to catch me, but there was hay. And I didn't, I didn't go like this. I, I didn't have the guts to go full on, like, catch me. So I landed on my feet. But that's what I think of with Blister in the Sun. Nice, nice. So, Obi, I think, like you said, I think we've gone on long enough. But uh, hopefully our audience can uh, relate to some of these songs or just appreciate the fact that they think of their own songs about how a song can instantly take you back to a moment in time. And for each of us, it's a different moment in time. So I'd love for people to share with us on social media, any songs that, that you know, that if they want to play song association with us, we'll play along. Or if they want to play along with their, their friends, uh, or if they just want to play along with the songs we mentioned on this podcast. I just think music is that great. I, I just, it's just such a great thing. Absolutely. And thank you for another great show. Like you said, 
We suck, so we ran a little long. Hopefully, you've listened to the end. Remember, like Ed said, interact with us on social at From Hose on Twitter. Leave your comments on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you might listen to us where you can leave a comment. Rate us wherever you can rate us. We'd really appreciate it. Play along. Share us. Until two weeks from now, we are all, by the way, Ed will not be telling you how we got together. We've already picked next week's episode. So we'll see you in two weeks. Until then, uh, I don't know. We don't have a, a, a stay something. So just stay safe, everybody. <laughs> Charm is that we suck. Charm is that we suck. Okay.